What's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting edition of Real Estate Podcast, episode 335. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trev. And I'm sh- scrubbing the deck of this damn dirt with Adam. <laughs> it's the last voyage of the Demeter, isn't it? The Demeter. Well, they right. get right into it. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, um, again, and it's like, oh, wow. This movie was, this movie was, was, was cool as fuck, man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like how it opened up kind of like Titanic. Kind of like Titanic. I mean, you were you like Titanic. Yeah, yeah there was some them on the fucking float on the raft. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I mean, see, that's big enough for two. Yeah. I actually said <laughs> that when that happened. But you know, he's out there playing cards. Oh, Demita, you know. And so, I mean, I felt very like they channeled Cameron for a second, a couple of times. Well, well, when they, well, before, even before that, they roll up on the shipwreck and like homeboys straight shook. Oh, yeah. Come up on him. He's like, uh, fuck that boat. I got the captain's log. I ain't going back. Speaking of that, like he opened it up. And it's pouring down rain, and he's yeah. trying to read it, and it's smudging and streaking. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> Invisible ink. Get that shit in a tent, man. Yeah. Tent and candle, bro. Tent and candle. Better put that in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> you know? Like, no, but I, I, like dude, I mean, the, the message from the 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 captain's log where he's like, this is a war, and he's like, if, uh, he's like we, tried to, we tried to stop it, but, you know, yeah, we fucked up. We like this was the first bad lieutenant decision where the guy owned up to it. He was like, "Yeah, we fucked up. Like we shouldn't." Yeah. Have- Wait, let me ask y'all this. So they, you know how like the first dude, I can't remember his name, but he catches on fire. Yeah, he's like, "It hurts, it hurts." Yeah. All right, then the kid, and then they're like, "How are we gonna kill this thing?" I'm like, "I got an idea." Yeah. Why don't we bring it's, that yeah. fucking box up here during the daytime because that's where it sleeps and open it up. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I like, just beat. I, I beat it right there. Yeah. I don't think maybe they didn't. They didn't wasn't quite putting it together. Yeah. Well, she knew the sun was going to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. What was crazy was <clears throat> how you know they make a point to be like the 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 one guy's like I'm a doctor. You know they they build up the tension of like we don't need no doctors on the debate. Yeah. Huh? You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> And then the minute someone shows up, I remember sitting there watching it. My wife goes, bet you he's going to treat her like she's sick. (laughs) Sure enough. Oh, he hopped into doctor mode. He's like, this is my patient. Yeah. Blood transfusions. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's got chokers for everybody, man. Well, and here's the thing, man. He was giving her a blood fr- transfusion every day. Yeah. How the fuck was he still alive? <laughs> like, right. And I mean, did y'all see the type of food they were eating? Not the, yeah. I mean. Cabbage and potatoes, the rest of voyage. And that's what's crazy to me, too, is like they they want to get paid that extra. So they're they're humping it to get to London, right? Yeah. Oh, even Well, like I think at one point there in a night sequence, they were before shit pops off they were like dude we're fucking we're ace we're gonna get there dude yeah and then like lock it in you know whenever the boy dies and catches on fire i'd have been like 
fuck the extra money. Yeah. <laughs> like, Look at the captain's uh, hands. Fuck that money. Yeah, let's let's pour it wherever we can find a fucking dock at. Like, let's get the fuck off of this ship. Nah. Let's burn the ship to the ground. Something. They're, they're like, well. We'll take the ship down with it. I'm like, it's got fucking wings, man. Yeah, it just well, flew out there. And well, I mean, yeah. you know, I knew that. I knew that. Obviously, from the opening crawl, that it was like, yeah, it's the trap. And we, we've co- we've covered the the production of this a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like, clearly, it was a movie where where you're just watching just someone's fate, you know, group of people's fate play out on the boat and everything. Yeah. And like, I'm not even gonna pretend to act like I have any recollection of Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Because right. it was because it was a hot minute since I ever fucked with that. I think that was like some crap I read in the library as a kid, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So don't really remember that shit so whatever liberties they took i could care less about but you know if you're if you're looking at it through the lens of okay there could be a good outcome for this then yeah like why didn't they just take shifts on like the 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 top of the you know on the deck of the boat where like no matter what sunlight or something you know yeah yeah yeah, I mean, you know, and like, I, f- I felt like the movie had some, it had good pacing. Um, yeah. Because like with them being on this boat and it's small cast, small crew, you know, pun intended, um, they did a good job at like really bringing that horror slash terror element that vampires have been missing for a very long time. Like they really... yeah. They really knuckled down with that, and that was what I appreciated most about the the movie itself. Because <clears throat> those sequences, when it was foggy as hell outside, and that thing's flying around, and everybody's like, "All this shit's happening!" Like that was genuinely creepy and well done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, well uh, then, well then, there's the moment where it all it, like it goes full John Carpenter's the thing, where they're like, "Yeah, yeah it wears." Where's the skin of a man? It could be any of us, you know? Yeah. And I know they don't end up going down that route throughout the rest of the movie where they're like, we can't trust each other. But for a brief moment, I was like, is, is it about to turn into, like, the thing on a boat? Yeah. Right. Well, when she shows up, they're like, she bad luck. <laughs> and, it's, and here's my thing, like, she, like, he was feeding on her the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, she fell out of the box, and it was like, I'm still hungry. Like, I got to find something to eat, you yeah. know? Well, she, and she was a familiar, right? Yeah, but, like, to Dracula. She, she wasn't, like, fully, like, he was basically snacking on yeah, her. She wasn't running her. errands for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, at first, whenever, whenever, she revealed, <laughs> when, when they revealed the woman, I was like, Oh, so it's gonna be one of Dracula's brides. Yeah, that's what I thought. Fucking with the crew, and then at the end, we're gonna get a big reveal where it's like, now you're gonna see what's real shit, you know? And it's like, let's crack this big one open, you know? Yeah. I was surprised they killed the kid. Yeah, I mean, that that, that was a well in the air, especially the way they did. Yeah, and he's holding the cross. It's like, yeah, that didn't work. 
No. I mean, I know, I know that at this point, point in Hollywood, that it shouldn't, it shouldn't be surprising when a child, when when they kill a kid on screen. Now, uh, they've been doing it for a while, but it's become more prevalent, and it's still just, you know, those types of moments were few and far between. It felt like for a very long time, just because. Whenever you go that far in a movie, it's like, all right, this movie is going to go off the rails and it's got to be for a reason, you know? Yeah. And I think they used it effectively in the movie. It was to really, like, hammer it in. It's like, yeah, the kid died. Yeah, everyone's fucking going to die. Like, Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that the dude um, from Straight Outta Compton did a great job. As oh yeah, polka dot like man he, was good, dude. Yeah, let, let at me, first can, I was like, "Wait a minute, is that?" Yeah, he looks different. Here's all I'm gonna say, dude. This guy, if the right person comes along and casts him in something, like it's it, it amazes me that he hasn't blown up bigger than than he already has, right? Yeah, because he's liking everything. He's a, yeah, he's in everything. He's good in everything he is. But I think it's like he's just so odd. Yeah, like not not like as an individual because he was at that uh, that Kevin Smith. He was, thing, and he was just a dude. Like he was just there hanging out, having a good time, you know. Um, but like he just he always plays odd characters, and I think well, this, that like that kind well, of. I was just going to add to what you're saying, too, that, like, it's also, like, a slow build-up to him becoming... It was like, this is this was one of the few films I've seen him in where, you know, he's... He's, he's two, like a lead. <laughs> he's two clicks from being a leading man in the movie. Yeah. I would say that, like, him and, uh, and the uh, other dude were, like, co-leads almost. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Clemens? Was it yeah. Clemens? It was Hawkins. That's his name, but in the movie. Oh, yeah, Clemens, yeah. And then yeah. it wasn't Rorschach. What was his name? It, uh, Warchick. W-O-J-C-H-E-K. Warchick. Um, well, yeah, because, I mean, the captain, him as the first mate, if you want to call it that, and then the doctor. Yeah, the, oh, those would technically, that would technically be our... Yeah, that, that those would be our leads, you know. Yeah. When it when it started, I was like, man, I like a good fucking just ship movie. Yeah, right. You know, that's why I'm excited for the Leo one. Like, yeah, well, even yeah. like we don't those, get enough we'll just, of those. Well, just those little moments where he's like August thirty first, eighteen oh one. Yeah, the crew's morale is low. I, I love shit like that where you can hear the captain's thoughts, or not just the captain, just any member of a crew where. You know, you you see at the beginning where there's that optimism, and then like by the end, it's like, yeah, fuck every fuck this. Like, you I know, thought that like, captain was gonna blow his brains out. I did. I, too. Did too. I really thought he was gonna kill I, himself. <laughs> That's so funny because we, whenever it never went down, uh, I, I was I, I kind of leaned over to, to my wife and was like, I totally thought we was about to get a. Yeah, the world's fucked. Watch this, like blow He's their like, brains out, boy, moment, you know. Yeah, I lost my boy. 
but yeah um i really i really did enjoy it though man like it's you know it felt like a, a throwback to some of those universal horror flicks like it you know did you notice it was definitely almost set up for like another movie oh yeah and the way he was dressed and it would kind of line up maybe right with the year like he kind of had a jack the ripper vibe yeah exactly right when you see him at the end i'm like is he jack the ripper yeah jack the ripper itney it's out here ripping jack i mean it had an ending you could have put the little guitar hook to eminem's eight mile song Oh, when he's walking up to him. Look, you know, comes in. If you were a Victorian era vampire, (laughs) no, but um, no. Whenever it would show Dracula's face, it was creepy as shit. Like straight up Nosferatu for real leather face. Yeah, (laughs) and. The movie's set design was that ship was badass. Was good, yeah, it was. And they they did a good job. They they pulled a they pulled a Tarantino because even though it was a cargo ship, so it was a fairly it was a fairly large ship already, but they did a good job of removing that weird claustrophobia yeah. that those those type of scenes would have, and. Yeah, I just because like there would just be those the wide shots where they're down in like the like the the storage area, mm-hmm. and then every, and then oh man, oh the, the one of the scenes that creeped me out was because uh, it's never like the 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 big like gore fest stuff or any of that. It's like some of the interactions between like the human characters, like the little odd shit that gets said, you know? Yeah. Well, when they're down there and they're close to the the gully and they're talking to the cook, the cook's like, "Dude, the rats are gone." Like, yeah, like they're not they're not on the boat. Like they like this shit is so, you know, basically like this shit is so fucking evil. Even the rats are like, "Yeah, well, because we'll head out." Yeah, into the like they 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 either remain oh, hidden dude. or they fucking die. Well, he ate know? them, I think, or yeah, they like, ran. Yeah. When he but was like, there, there's no rats. It, He's like, hey, something, something's fishy. Like it, well, like it, 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 it made that whole shit with the whole tapping on the boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It added yeah. a, it added an eerie, like an even larger eeriness to it. Yeah. <clears throat> I do, I do like whenever they portray, you know, Dracula almost as like a force of nature, you know? Yeah, he um, wasn't here to fuck in this movie. He was here to feed. Like, yeah, yeah, and that's you know, after what you know, years and years of like, let's sexy the vampires up. It's nice to see something like this come out where it's just like, Mm-mm, there ain't nothing well, sexy he, about when, this. Dude. Well, when he leaps and yeah. just slashes that motherfucker's throat, man. Yeah, get him with him kangaroo awful. claws. Yeah. Well, like they, it, it, what was crazy is they, they also, you know, we were, you know, we were, you guys were talking about how it linked to other movies earlier and stuff. It was straight up like, bam, like Dracula was Jaws in this movie. Yeah. And Jaws won. Yep. <laughs> the actor that played Dracula, it says Dracula Nosferatu. I mean, 
So he was kind of. Yeah. Well, like the only the only time the only time we hear him talk in the movie was where where you know the doctor was like, "I renounce you," blah 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 blah. He's got him up by the throat, and you just hear him go, "You will." You're like, "Oh my god, man!" Yeah. Like I want a movie where he's in the castle, and you know, sure, like you can open that door, and it's like in what we do in the shadows, where those women are just floating in the air, and then you close it, and you're like, "Uh." like give me 10 minutes you know like yeah. not necessarily that like sure throw that in there for whatever lore continuity but just like a castle movie where dracula's in there it's ominous as fuck people are, like body counts there you know it's a bad idea stepping into it you know yeah but whenever uh whenever the um whenever the woman was speaking about uh being with him and stuff and she's like it's this castle that's and the entire time I just start hearing the Castlevania NES theme in my head. Yeah, I I did enjoy it though. Like I, I wouldn't change anything really. I mean I mean I mean, yeah, it's one it, you know, it's one of those movies if I mean, clearly, you know, it's a, it's one of those doomed movies, but it's like, we know the destination, we're just seeing the journey. Yeah. And I thought they did, you know, it was a cool little creature feature, man. Like, Yeah. Absolutely. It, and and it, it seemed self-aware enough to not, like, there was no, the, there were... Tr- it like right where it would lean into the trope it's like ah, just a reference and they wouldn't yeah. do it you know it'd pull back out a little bit yeah and and that was that was refreshing for for just a straight horror film yeah so the guy who directed this andre yulverdahl i guess is how you pronounce his last name um <clears throat> he did uh before this mortal Scary Stories Tell in the Dark, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, and Troll Hunter. Mm. And the the so autopsy he was right at home pretty much. Yeah. Like I haven't seen the autopsy of Jane Doe. It's definitely something that I've been wanting to watch. It's on my list, you know. I've heard that there's some like super creepy, interesting things that happen in that. But yeah, scary st- stories to tell in the dark and then mortal. Yeah, short mortal. list. Yeah. And dude's 50, but he's like, he's doing his thing though, man. Like having a good time with it. So good for him. He had a great cast. Yeah. He took a great story. I mean, like onion Knight. first of all, I mean, if that's not a ship captain, right? like a reincarnated ship captain, you know what I mean? Like, Jesus. I mean, if I ever, if I ever need someone to give me dramatic reinforcement on something, it's him. He's like, he's a good man. That was, cake, it may take a while to bake, but once it comes out of that oven, your boy, you're gonna, you're going to eat it. You're gonna want a second glass of milk with that one. <laughs> he was one of my favorite characters on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, he he was he he, he played just. 
salt of the earth type character. He didn't really stray far from that. You know, no. he was and the everyman. What, uh, yeah, that's what made you root for him in I mean, in the book and in the the television show. Like, just all around, you're like, dude, this guy deserves a dub. You know? Yeah. Because he rarely gets one, and he don't get one in this one, but. Did not for like two hours. No. Yeah, that's what that's what surprised me too. Didn't. Because when I saw the runtime, I was like, "Okay, we're working with a film in a set with some set parameters here. How are we going to draw this out for nearly two hours?" And they do it really well. Like, yeah, the pacing was great. I mean, shit goes to, it, once once stuff starts going down, it continues to go down. But like. They don't do that stupid tropey thing where like they hit you hard and then they ease up for 30 minutes. Then they hit you hard and ease up. Yeah. It's like, no, here's bad things that happen and here's worse things that happen. And then here's worse things that like, you know, like they, they well, did it. Yeah, right. It's like the oh, end of dang. act. It's it's like the end of act two and the beginning of act three straight up just was yeah. just didn't exist. Well, when the shit is a fan, they're like, we're killing the dog first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no. And all the other animals. Yeah. Yeah. My dog dog, dog gives the movie no star. (laughs) The The dog died first. He was like, he was like, man. Why they do Cujo like that? Just like a four leg, you know? But, but yeah, like once they once once the body count started, it was very much just oh yeah. And another thing, another scene earlier in the film that I liked too was like the introduction of the cargo. Like those people roll up and they're like, yeah. "Hey man, we got to get back. Like the sun's getting low. Like they're like, you need to leave before the sun goes down. Yeah, That's yeah. What I said. I'll pay you extra. They paid them more than they paid to ship the cargo. Yeah, I would have been and like that, red flag. Yeah, yeah, and when they translated their parting word, it was like, good luck. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, man, what fuck a that. dickhead. He's like, it's London's problem now. <laughs> I'm guessing he was hoping it would just go out on that ship and go down with it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So Dude, no, so if they yeah, put cause... Dracula in that thing, if he was in that and they knew it, they had to put the girl in there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. She's a blood Asshole. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, she even said it's like, you know, the the town basically sacrificed her to him. There was nowhere to feed on. Well, what's strange is, yeah, like whoever whoever he feeds on, like he gets a, you know, he's a it's tethered to him. He possesses him. She does, yeah, she does that whole shit where it's like, you know, I'm just as much a part of him as he is of me. Yeah. You hear the voices. When dude started smashing his head into that door. Oh, my that God. Was, Whoa, yeah. metal. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of metal, how badass, like, it's it's going back to earlier in the film, though. How badass was that, that shipwreck look? Like, if you got rid of all yeah. the extras and just had the shot of the boat washed up on the rocks, I'm like, that's an album cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like the dankiest stoner metal ever, too. Like, <laughs> motherfucker comes in sounding like Ozzy, but like fucking four bowls deep. Like, yeah. 
Washed up on the shore. Big muff. Oh, dude, there's All so much muff. fuzz in that mix, dude. I don't know how you... Like, the producer's like, God damn it. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> I got to slap two EQs on this bitch, man. I'm giving it a full star. Full star, dude. I think this movie's kind of went under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. I, mean, I don't know why a, they didn't release this during Halloween. I know, right? Oh, yeah. It'd have been totally on par with it. I mean, it's, I mean, at its heart, it's, I mean, full star for me, but at its heart, it's a full, it's a full on Dracula film, man. Yep. Yeah. It's a it, breath it's, of fresh air. Yeah. And what's, what's really cool is that it's a, it's a really cool, com- I would say it's a cool companion movie to like almost to um to the classic gary Oldman dracula movie yeah oh yeah i mean i wonder if someone out there was like wondering i like, already have it working in their brain they're like i want to make a super cut yeah right like you play last voyage of the demeter and then or like find somewhere in the movie where it's like you can splice it to where it's like he came in on like Keanu Reeves is reading something where he's like, he came in on a boat, man. And then it just cuts to that shit. And it's like the Demeter is a beautiful morning. What's with these boxes of debt? What's crazy. They took a single chapter. Yeah. Out of that novel and turned it. It was the captain's log. Yeah. Right. And made it into a movie. Well, I would really, I would like to see this guy handled. Just telling the rest of Bram Stoker's Dracula. They might end up doing more if it, because it really sets it up. Yeah. I mean, the way that movie ends, it's like, oh, there's gonna be another one, right? I mean, he's even got the, the top hat. I was waiting for the solid round monocle. I you like know, how like he like, doesn't he, like he would fit in but still stick out. What's that? He doesn't read Jen. He's like he well, just looks like that. Yeah. yeah, wait, well, well, they based right. his look never, on Nosferatu. Like, he never, because yeah, I expected, never, I was like, oh, he's gonna start looking better. It's like, no, well, he, do, he does, but it doesn't, it do, like, not in the better for us. Like, he starts looking like a it ain't Gary man. Oldman, yeah, exactly. But, Mm-mm. but there, I, I did notice there was like, you know, at first he was all like Voldemort under the damn day, Weak. like crawling, like, uh, but then, like, you know, once he. I think Spread once he gets wings. to the kid, he gets his wings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there, there was some metamorphosis <laughs> moments. Yeah, it's but you're right. He never, yeah, he never fully, uh, he never fully turns into a human. And I thought, yeah, like you said, that's, it's cool that he, that they stuck with. Yeah. Even when he's kind of back, he's, you ain't going to want to look him in the eyes. You just going to hand him his shit and go. Yeah. <clears throat> Great movie though. I mean, it gets the coveted real estate Demeter, and it's oh. the it's the the will because it said the it said Demeter on it. Yeah, yeah. I thought the uh, I thought the front of the ship where where the the statues holding the lantern. I thought that looked really cool. Yeah, right. I mean, all around, it's just it, it's a it's a fun movie when when for like this type of season with october everything like it's definitely a good it's it's a good addition to the mix you know yeah i may uh i may try to watch uh watch it with my grandma i think she'd enjoy it that was something too this movie has accessibility yeah 
Yeah. Like there's I mean, enough go there's enough going on that you don't feel like you're sitting through a sci-fi slog. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not so complex that like an older generation viewing is gonna be lost. No. Like, not at all. But yeah. Five stars. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking about five stars. How fucking good was this first episode of Loki? Mm-hmm. Like I watched both of them, right? Yeah, the I did. First too. episode was fucking. The the first episode of Loki is one of the best things that Marvel has produced since fucking In Endgame. Years. Yes. Yes. Like legit. And that's one forty-five minutes of television. Like and I would for, put, like forty-five minutes have probably not. Like it was, it was a more entertaining watch in forty-five minutes than probably the last six to seven hours, maybe what ten hours, I guess, of content that Marvel's been giving us. I mean, I would put th- this is kind of how I- I'm ranking everything now. It's like <clears throat> lo- the f- that first episode of Loki, of course, is right up there with Moon Knight, like collectively as Moon Knight. And those, like to me, Moon Knight was the best Marvel series other than Loki. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's just track and like it's Werewolf well, by Adam, Night. Good. Well, Adam, like, have you well? Before- Adam, did you have you watched both? Yeah, yeah, we were supposed to watch them both. Okay, I, I, yeah. I just didn't. I, I just know Griffin had brought it up, and I, I just didn't know if you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to go into anything that that you hadn't seen yet. Man. Oh, by that um, second episode, I'm like Tom Hiddleston's yeah. fucking Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Dude, right? Yes. Look at him standing the there show, with his jacket. Yeah. I'm like, you, fuck, you could be Doctor Who, dude. Yeah, man, and I, I just I love I love the the humor is, doesn't feel forced. No, and I think that's one of the like dude that plays uh, Ouroboros. Short round. I'm I love the scenes OB. where Loki and Mobius are they rolling the up OB. to him, and he's like, "Dude, we're gonna die. We're, we're we're gonna die in a few minutes. It's cool." Yeah, <laughs> like dude, and I mean, yeah, and in terms 400 of four hundred years. Yeah. And just in terms of what we're doing, like, Mind blown. I love the idea, like, whenever he's time slipping, because I know there's a lot going on in those two episodes, but, like, when he's time slipping, and he, they go talk to him, and then he's in the past, yeah. and he's like, hey, build this machine. Like, I, I just he's love like, little little quirky stuff when he like said, that with uh, time travel. I'm starting man. to remember, and he's like, yeah, I think that's how time travel works, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, if he went yeah. back and said something, it was like, yeah, I yeah. think that's how it would work. Yeah, I look, one of my favorite parts was um, when he kept going on. He's like, "Your skin will peel off and you'll die." And fucking Owen Wilson's like, "You keep saying that. Why yeah. do you keep saying that? You keep saying that." <laughs> like, like, right, just hoof it back. They're, they're ready to see some hoofing. Yeah. How good? How good? Can we take a second to appreciate how good Owen Wilson has been? So good. Yes. Oh my god. Made he for was that born for that yep. role. Yeah. <clears throat> Like, well, he's he's almost like he's the, he's the new Colson, but better. Yeah, yeah, better, faster, stronger. Like I mean, I mean, wow. Time. You know, what's gonna suck is like he'll he'll go the same route Colson did at some point. You know, that's gonna hurt. 
he'll die to motivate he'll die to motivate loki to make the harder decision yeah like yeah and that's what's gonna suck but like dude just him and tom hiddleston's back and forth him and ob's back and forth like he's just like the guy that's just there he's the the, every man the honestly the best the best scene that that he's been in just him where he gets to do his thing it's the scene where they're sitting there like i can't remember if it's the pie scene or another but well, but, well, but when they're talking to him, where they're like, dude, you have a whole life. You're very, and he's like, no, you don't scene. get it. I've, I've chose this. I've chose yeah. this life, man. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. And then he's, yeah. And then he, and then he, he, he puts out the debate of like, what, he's like, I don't want to know about my life. What if it is good? What if it is better than this? Why yeah. would I want to put myself through the mental anguish of like, I, I was Makes like, sense. damn, damn Marvel coming in deep. Yeah. But, dude, they have this fucking mechanism that, like, that, yeah, that shit. the timelines and weaving them. Like, we wasn't the... expecting to see that this soon, you know? What like, the... that looked like yeah. a finale scene, you know? Yeah, first episode. I like, mean, bam. by the second, we've destroyed most of the timelines. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they're like, pretty much all fuck? gone, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, except for a handful. It was of like, them, damn, yeah. cut it down yeah. quick. Jesus Talk about God. wrapping up the multiverse pretty that quick. That was fast. Like, yeah. Like, oh, well, we're already I, doing I that. feel like I don't now once it, you know, I know we're, we've got two, we've got two roads we're traveling down simultaneously. We've got the road to Kang and then the road to Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this show had, a, I feel like Secret Wars is going to pull from this a lot more than we think it is. Yeah. Right. Just because I feel like we're going to, gonna get i i personally think they're they're doing a, a version of the story where the timelines are going to converge mm-hmm. and it's going to culminate in secret wars and well, we're going to get we're I, like because it would be really cool if we get like say we get a recreation of the scene when the remaining Marvel heroes are watching the ultimate universe die. Yeah. And they're all inside this, they're all inside this machine that Reed Richards has built. And it, they basically just see the universes collide and everything. And then there's just nothing. And then they show up in battle where it's like the patchwork universe, like a little bit of everything's kind of everywhere. Yeah, and I think that version of Secret Wars is what we're gonna get. I know that I know that if Kevin Feige had his way, we'd get probably a one to one adaptation of like the original fucking Secret Wars, which might still obviously get its nods and tips too. But I yeah. feel like that other one is is what's being set up more. Right. Well, and it's that thing like they killed. They killed Kang. That's what started all of the tangent, you know, universes kind of splitting off. Like, even if they, like, he's still not there. So, like, they're going to continue to branch out until, like. Well, he, he has to be, or a version of him is there. And I know that it was he who remains that mm-hmm. was talking to Renslayer on the recording. Yeah. But by the fact that, when Loki came back 
and all the statues have been changed from being the timekeepers to just straight up Kang. Yeah. It makes me think that there's like there's already another one done came in because like at the end of, of season one, remember in that speech he gives, he's like, "Man, you can kill me now. That's fine. I'll still end up right back here." But right before she yeah. stabs him, he's like, "See you soon." Yeah. So, and I th- like here's what's cr- here's what I think that they're they were doing at least from my perspective. It feels to me like. <clears throat> They're condensing the idea of the multiverse down to a handful of multiverses as opposed to an infinite amount of multiverses. We're making it workable for a film. Yeah, we only got yeah. six episodes, you know? Well, well, I'm just thinking about the whole scope of yeah. Marvel overall because, like, if they're going to try to do Secret Wars in that way, if they're going to try to do, you know, whatever it may be, you know, well, uh, King Dynasty... To- yeah, they have to pull. They have to pull a move that, like, like they did in the end game. Thanos yeah. used the stones, then he destroyed them. Yeah, like, and then once, you know, that they, they've had to make it to where, all right, we use time travel, but now we're not. We're not, not we broke the machine. Like now, now we can't do it. Yeah, even though Hulk retains all of his knowledge, but that doesn't matter. But yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they. The, but that being said, they're they're gonna have to make it to where this shit can't happen again in the Marvel continuity. Yeah, exactly. Or at least yeah. the movie continuity, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, shit got weird, but like, it can't go back to that. Like they fixed it, this, that, and the other, like it, any of these, these tropes, cop outs that some people call them, I don't think they are, but I mean, it is what it is. And if you're going to use them, then you have to be a clever enough writer to be able to tie that loose end up. Cause it can't be something that they can just fall back on again. Like, yeah, no, I agree. And, and you know, that that's still leading into Deadpool, which is Mobius is going to have a big part in Deadpool. Uh, and Tom Hiddleston is yet to be confirmed if he's going to, you know, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Well, I wonder if. Well, I've been seeing uh, on uh, on various stream services. Uh, I've been seeing the ad for the Marvels, mm-hmm. and in one of the sequences, uh, it's very. It's just a very quick montage, but it looks like the ship that they're on. They're on like a, I guess, either photon ship or captain marvel's got her own thing that she like because she's just decides not to fly in space i don't know but anyway um it looks like the bifrost is coming in and i feel like for a lot i feel like it's misdirection people are like oh thor's gonna show up it's like no what if it's loki yeah right what if loki comes out in the first person he's like "Ah, i gotta go to captain marvel like she's because if she's if she is the ultimate being in the the pantheon then it would make sense that if Loki, when he gets out of this situation and he's got to alert everybody, why not go to the top? Yeah, right. And it's very clever how they they kind of tied up the Lokis in that first episode. They're like, he has to be um, zapped, and then they have to pull him out of the time mm-hmm. stream. It, and it like pulls all the different... It's The way that they explained it, it's like it pulls mm-hmm. all all the different versions of him out, right? Mm-hmm. What's well, like turning it on and off again? Yeah. So it's it's just, it's wild that like 
that that well, was insane. Well, what was also cool is because you know we I mentioned you know that I'd really like like that Mobius you know bit of dialogue in that second episode. I love because I've seen it happen in different characters and different comics and you know different situations and whatnot. It's used a whole lot, but like the whole thing where you know, dude just keeps digging into Loki because it harkens back to Moby. It parallels Mobius' scene in season one when mm-hmm. he first shows up to the TVA and he's like, Loki, you're a loser. Here's why. Watch the, I prepared a PowerPoint, you know? Yeah. And it's, and, and in this one, the same type of ridicule gets laid down where it's like, you know, this, this, that, and the other. You're a villain. You're always going to be a bad guy. You're, you know, all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I am a, a villain. That also means I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. This does uh, this does lead into Secret Wars, dude. The Michael Waldron, the creator mm-hmm. of Loki, the show, he's yeah. writing Secret Wars. Okay. So I feel now, now that you mentioned that, I feel like we did. We we, yeah. we I think we might have bridged that guy. He's a guy. He worked on Rick and Morty. He wrote Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah. Well, man, th- this show is still 100% Doctor Who. Love it. Oh, Lord. dude. Yeah. It would be and, like, and like Rick and Morty without the, the edginess, yeah. mind you. But What's like the circ- like it's almost like this guy came up with the circumstance for Rick, like the circumstances and, and scenarios in Rick and Morty. And then Justin Roiland. Yeah, and we he's like, only done like 10 episodes, so like let's let's rub our dick across they took it, it you know? yeah uh, what that smell yeah. like yeah but yeah dude what after that first episode went off i immediately started the second episode and like look ahsoka was good Andor was good you know secret invasion was what it was i haven't been this excited to watch a show in a minute yeah well, this like, this this top the top of quality that, that that this show has maintained since since its first season. If everything else that has came out between these seasons had been of that quality, then I don't think there would have been there like none of the Disney issues that we've been reading about for the past year, like none of that would even be a problem. Yeah, because a show like this, if there were this and several others, like. That that type of quality makes subscribing to Disney Plus totally worth like your money. Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. You know how we're all thinking. It's like, well, of course Mobius, he'll be the one that dies. Mm-hmm. If they really want to hurt you, Loki again, yeah, they'll kill Tom Hiddleston <laughs> for real because he's yeah. he's not confirmed. In yeah. Secret Wars, Mobius is in it, but he's not confirmed. Well, I'm just I mean, saying you know, that would hurt. Well, the old well, if they're fixing the timeline, then that there means go. he's got to go back to 2012. Yeah, he's got to line back up so that he dies by Thanos, which yeah. is even more tragic because now he knows how he's going to die. Which is crazy because if you think about it, <clears throat> he had a huge shift in personality. Yeah, from. The invasion in New York to his death in Infinity War. And, I mean, 
it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it, it, he's gone through all this shit that he just never mentioned. It's like, damn. Well, it, well, it almost, it almost shows you why between New York and Endgame, why he never came back for round two as a villain. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you can write it off as like, yeah, that Hulk stomping shit fucking straighten his ass out. But at the same time, but at the same time, he's really the original villain that didn't die, that could come back to do other shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And had a full character arc. And now it's having a full nother character arc. Yeah. Like, it's arc, crazy. like now he's got two different arcs at the same time. Like, yeah. well, he just had, varying, he had like you know? some daddy and mommy issues. He's just kind of misunderstood. I don't know about a villain. I mean, yeah. He did some bad shit, but he's come around. I mean, who hasn't? Let's yeah. We'll think, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it. Like, he we, was just we, begging we, for we, attention we, back then. Well, we saw Thor's reaction to his to their mother dying, and then we also saw the scene when him and Loki both, you know, parted ways with Odin. Yeah, and you could tell that, you know, even with even with Odin, you could tell that Loki's character took those deaths more humanly, humanely than Thor did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thor's like, I'll say it again. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He had a he had a level of faith. Yeah. Whereas with Loki, it was very much like it was more. Well, it's it's the selfish part of people that want that want their loved ones to stick stick around forever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good con. Well, I mean, you know, when you when you start peeling back the layers of this onion, (laughs) no, like. But yeah, that's just little little nuanced stuff like that that makes this comic book shit worth watching. Yeah, absolutely. Or at least as an adult watching it. I know at the end of the day, a kid just gives a shit about pow, boom, bang, you know? Yeah. But, but at, least, I, at least the writing is of a competent level for this. Yeah. I, well, not I, just, I, I just really don't. I really don't want it to shit the bed like Secret Wars, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Secret well, I, Invasion. I don't, I don't think that it will. But like, I like how by episode two, we've got the band back together, we've pruned mm-hmm. the timelines. Now we just got to deal with the bullshit that's happening. We got a little foresight into the future, you know, with Loki's time slipping thing. So it's like th- they've. I don't know, man. Like for two forty-five minute episodes, they've accomplished more in those two episodes than they did through the entire Secret Invasion and like half the other shows and movies that's came out. You know, it's crazy. Well, but yeah, I, well, and I, I just I, I I can't get over how good the show is on a comedic level mm-hmm. because. There's no, it's not really quippy that yeah. Marvel has that, that, that tired criticism that you hear from Marvel stuff. There's always quips. There's always quips. What makes these characters funny and what makes them funny in their comic book forms is the demeanor at which they're depicted. Yeah, exactly. Like they could be saying something that's totally true, but 
it could be the goofiest looking character you've ever seen saying it. So you're like, what the, you know, yeah. what's this, what's this dude? that's like, you know, a foot tall saying like the world's going to blow up, you know? Yeah. But like, for instance, like my thing too is, uh, saying all that though. Or so OB. So there's people in, in the TVA that have never seen him or don't even, or they think he's a myth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, like when, when, um, when the dude that's like, you know, he's trying to be Mr. IT oh, with everyone. Yeah, when he writes the book, that dude feels like like God just handed him yeah. the commandments. He was like, You wrote the manual. And that dude's like, You read it. He's like, read yeah. it. He's I like memorized. He's it. like, I didn't just read it. Yeah. He's like, I remember. They're gonna make the a job. good team. The the chemistry with the cast seems really solid. Yeah, oh yeah. And I mean, dude. I mean, short rounds making a comeback, dude. Oh yeah, absolutely perfect for the role. He's like, we're all gonna die. I mean, yeah. Well, what's crazy is that uh, that guy. I mean, I hate that there's such a time jump between when he was a child actor in like The Goonies and Indiana Jones and all that to now. And I'm and I know he put out other stuff, but the most recent that you know with him playing the husband. And everything, everywhere, all at once. I still think that the scene where he gives that line to her, where he's like, because you know, all throughout the movie, you know, she's, you know, talking about how plain Jane her life is, what could be, this, that, and the other. And then there's that moment where he just looks at her and he's like, I know you think I'm a fucking just, I'm a pussy, that I'm just a pushover, that this life sucks. But, you know, like, we run this laundromat and I have my wife. I'm making Could money. Be worse. I got, I, well, yeah, he's like, he's, well, he's, he's basically like, I like our life together. Yeah. Like, Kinda you think that you shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I think, he's like, I think it's wonderful. We made it to America, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, it was just a really good delivery. And it was such a gut punch in a movie where you're rooting for that woman most of the film. You're like, yeah, fucking tap into yourself where you're fucking kung fu master or whatever but then like you know you finally get that moment with him where he's like you know him being real as fuck and then seeing him be completely silly whimsical and loki i mean the guy's got chops and it kind of makes me feel bad that i haven't went back and tried to find any stuff that he's might have he might have been in like in between right there's always time yeah <laughs> that's been a minute too yeah <laughs> well look he grew in you know yeah he like grew into the role yeah like, well, he think about how much money he probably and... made off of those you know yeah because the roles he was in were pretty pretty big oh those were huge movies i mean yeah i mean i'm sure he's still getting residuals probably didn't from... make too much off of indiana jones well i can tell you exactly what his net worth is would you like to know Sure. Let me guess. All right. Ten million. You got anything, Trent? You're gonna be surprised. Um, I'm gonna go with thirty million. One million dollars. Jesus. I mean, he just started. Wow. You know, like he said in some of those interviews, he's like, my wife was. You know, he was working like on movies and stuff, and just kind of working. Yeah. For a living, and his wife was like, "No, do it." And he's like, oh, "Okay." So he kind of just got back into the game. Yeah. 
Okay, so he did, so so that was he just had his child actor days, and he just went on and lived a normal life. Yeah, and I'm sure that pays well, but you don't get that money when you're a kid. No, nah, he just got you know what I'm real quick, you know. Yeah, parents. Well, well, good on the dude, man, because like he's he's good he's as made what, one hell what of a comeback. Does. Yeah, and I mean, I. I I just love the whole scene where he's just walking in from the, he's like, the blast doors won't open. We're all going to die. Like, <laughs> I, their chemistry. I'm so excited to see more of them. Just them. I could watch an entire series of all four of them sitting in a room talking. Yeah. Just talking about podcast. what's happening. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, dude, just, just imagine the possibilities of, Tom Hiddleston as the doctor oh. with either oh. Mobius or Ouroboros as I mean, the he could have more than one. Yeah. yeah cross I mean, that bridge. Yeah. Dude, I would even be okay with them casting the chick as the doctor. Sure. The chick Loki. Chloki. Um, I'm just I'm yeah. just saying like, that dude, whoever's let it go. I mean, I'm sure you that, the, ch- the girl you were the girl, you're a little obsessed. <laughs> no, but for real, what's Sylvia? Sh- I feel like the uh, the pitch for the show had to be the dude sat down and he said, "All right, think of this: time cops, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, with Owen Wilson and with Tom Wilson. They're like, yeah, they lean in, and they go, tell us more, dude. Yeah, hundred and forty-one million dollars on these six episodes. You can I mean, see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. I love the color. Yeah, it looks it, it looks so much better than the films. That's crazy. It, yeah. I I love the aesthetic. It reminds mm-hmm. me of Bioshock before shit gets out of hand. Yeah, or like Fallout. The flying you know what cars. I mean? Yeah, like it reminds me like they're from the fifties or something. Yeah, well, just that old. weird. Well, just that weird landscape, like before the. You know the whole fifth element. It, it made me feel like it. It reminded me of the fifth element, where you got the wide shot, where you saw all the vehicles traveling around. Yeah. Ever so often, you'd see like a Kang statue off in the distance. It's just, it's like where, like exactly, where is the TVA? You know. Yeah. Like what dimension? Like what little what pocket dimension are they in? You know. It's everywhere. Where's Sylvia? Yeah, where's Sylvia? Got to she's working at Burger they're, King or no McDonald's in the eighties or something. Right? Yeah. Right. And they it looked like there. McDonald's in the eighties. <laughs> oh, well, what's crazy is that, that, yeah, that's that 100% has to be some sort of town that they filmed in where like, there's an authentic rebuild. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause, yeah. uh, well, I was my like, waffles, product place. My wife was, she was pointing out some of that, some of the details that she was like, that's, that's 100% out of that shit. Wow. We got a little bit of movie news here though. If you want to hit on it real quick. So the Michael Myers cinematic universe is being planned after Miramax lands TV rights to the Halloween franchise. So the future of Halloween lies entirely with Miramax and does the promise of a lucrative cinematic horror universe. After the intense bidding war, Miramax has officially secured television rights to the horror icon Michael Myers franchise. The deal that was inked with uh, Trancas Trancas, International Films will eventually pave the way for a TV series 
based on the Halloween mythology. The head of Worldwide Television at Miramax, Mark Helwig, said in a statement per deadline, we couldn't be more excited to bring Halloween to television. We are thrilled to expand our long and successful partnership with Trancas and the brilliant uh, Malik Akkad in introducing this iconic franchise to a new form of storytelling and a new generation of fans. The heads at Trancas, Trancas International Film, Malik Akkad, said in the same release, Trancas International Films is extremely enthused to be expanding our long-standing relationship with Miramax, and we look forward to working with Mark Helwig and the entire team in creating this new chapter. Helwig and Akkad are reported to be overseeing the Halloween franchise moving forward in a creative collaboration that could spawn a Michael Myers cinematic horror universe, since Miramax now controls both the film and television rights to the mythology that all began with filmmaker John Carpenter's Halloween in 1978. So, I mean, you know, we talked about it last week. You know, A24 was in the running. Miramax, Miramax landed it. So we'll see what... Here's the thing. Do I think that a Halloween television series will do well? Eh. I mean, I mean it... well... I feel like I feel like the best instead of what what would have made me more hopeful is that instead of cinematic universe cuz that implies like you know crossovers all this little garbage and stuff. Yeah. I wish they would do something if they were going to do a Halloween TV show. Take John Carpenter's original idea for Halloween. Mhm. That it was going to be a one and done. You were going to have the babysitter, you know, murder movie be the Halloween story, of course, but have every episode be another anthological installment. Yeah. Maybe have some overlap that culminates in a finale. Yeah. To, to do the shared universe quote, quote, but like, just, just do that. Cause I mean, what is there to link Michael Myers to in a cinematic universe that would be even remotely attention grabbing. Yeah. Like well, he stumbles and- into Crystal Lake and then it's like, oh, there's just this long, awkward silence in the woods with Michael and Jason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that would be one way of 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 making it happen. But I feel like it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Because like what kind of longevity, realistically, are they going to get out of bringing Michael Myers to both the big screen and small screen? Whereas if they decide to do this, like, whole anthology-type series that John Carpenter, like, originally kind of set out to do, and then kind of followed up with with Season of the Witch. And people, I mean, the reason Season of the Witch is like a cult hit is because people liked it, but not as a Halloween mm-hmm. movie, you know? So, like... It's just one of those weird situations like that where it's like they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah. Are they going to be spending a ton of money on something that's not going to net any anything? Well, it also, and I mean, I guess just from the amount of screen time we see it anyway, I feel like also the whole idea of Michael Myers' get up, the mm-hmm. coveralls, the fucking shakes, the, 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 the Shatner mask on the last Shakespeare but the Shatner mm-hmm. mask, everything, you know, just the concept of the shape. 
Yeah. That's supposed to be, that's the big intimidation factor. That's supposed to be the whole thing where when it, when, when you see it on screen, it's supposed to elicit a response from you, the viewer. Yeah. And if you keep seeing it so goddamn much, <laughs> it kind of yeah. takes the piss out of it towards like, oh, yeah, well, there's old Michael. Well, it's it, like exactly. we just finished. We just ended. Yeah. Yeah. Like so there hasn't been enough time. Like within a year. Yeah. Yeah. Because Halloween ends. But yeah, that was one. October I mean, the 14th, 2022. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. yeah, almost a year to the day by four days. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's interesting. And it's interesting that like there was a bidding war for this i I really hope that there's a a good idea nestled in there somewhere but and i think that there will be and i think that like i think it'll be decent i don't know if it'll be good but i think it'll be decent and watchable but at the same time it just but good ideas in hollywood are often carried by humble people that won't 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 they won't go over the shouting match of the people that are this that are there to make a to climb the ladder business wise and make money. Yeah. So and we'll sadly those those are the fuckers that get given these projects, man. Yeah. So we'll see how this fares. I mean, I'm you know, neither here nor there on the situation. We'll see how it pans out. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. Either well, way. I'm over there, far the fuck away from it, Griffin. <laughs> well, I've I mean a, you I've picked a side in this debate. You need to, too. This is a war it. for entertainment, Griffin. <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh, wait. Sorry. Sorry. So we got a couple of uh, little tidbits here on Kingsman and the King's Man. So Kingsman 3 is happening. Matthew Vaughn confirms we're working on that at the moment. So Matthew Vaughn has revealed that Kingsman 3 is happening with the director, hoping to release the sequel as soon as possible. Appearing at New York Comic-Con, Vaughn offered a promising update in Kingsman 3, which will reportedly be titled Kingsman the Blue Blood, and his hopes to get on with the project before the actors all grow too old. Check out what Vaughn had to say about the long-awaited Kingsman 3 below. We've got to get on with Kingsman 3 because I was joking that Colin Firth is going to end up being a portrait on the side while Taron is author. So we're working on that at the moment. Um, it says, while details of Kingsman 3 remain largely under wraps, Vaughn has previously revealed that it will center on the relationship between Eggsy uh, and Harry. Eggsy and Harry will be in it, obviously, but it's the gang coming back together, and it's one of those moments that when we wrote the screenplay, it was very much about, okay, I saw how people love the relationship of Eggsy and Harry, so we just come up with that thing, or come up with this thing. What could be the ultimate reason for them to either fall in love or to hate each other forever? So that's what this movie is all about, is why they will, or won't they, let's just say. So yeah, we've got that, and then on the heels of that, they are talking about the King's Man 2, um, which will be about the rise of one Hitler. So director Matthew Vaughn has offered details about his intention for the King's man sequel, revealing that the follow-up is about the rise of Hitler. 
Speaking with Collider, Vaughn confirmed that the Kingsman 2 is indeed happening and will follow on from the questionable mid credit scene at the end of the first outing. The next one... The next one, it's, uh, it is about the rise of Hitler and how Hitler did come to power and basically was supported by the English arist- aristocracy. I can't ever say that word. Aristocracy. <laughs> the filmmaker also revealed uh, that the Kingsman sequel is currently titled The Traitor King, has been written, and it's pretty cool, and notes how topical the subject matter will feel. So I was like, well, that's interesting and how the world was worrying so much about communism that uh, fascism rose up. And I look at the world at the moment, everyone getting distracted and worrying about this and that. And if you worry too much about this, bad things can happen here. So it is a story that I think needs to be recalled. We're calling it the Traitor King. So I haven't watched The King's Man. Uh, I do want to watch it. I I want to see it. Yeah, I watched Kingsman 1 and 2, of course. Yeah. Uh, now, really but enjoyed those. I'm not, it's like the title, The King's Man. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, are they going camping? Uh, what's happening here, you know? Yeah, right. What are they doing? It's just a weird title. Yeah. Who's that over there? Oh, that's The King's Man. It's like, yeah. oh, ooh, la la, you know? Yeah. I'm not just no, a man. Yeah. I'm the bloody King's Man. and Harriet, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. So, yeah, I mean, it's ready. What? I'm ready. What's I'm crazy ready to... is like, <laughs> man, here we go with Hitler again. Yeah. If I only mean... he knew how big he would be in movies oh, and TV. Yeah. I'm like, you got your own show, man, the High Tower. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested because I do want to watch The King's Man because I, I feel like I have a general idea of like, you know, the there's some crazy cool. sh- Yeah, there's some crazy shit happening. These dudes show up, Rasputin's there. But like now that we're getting Hitler involved, yeah, you know what like, I mean? Oh, like Yeah, I, what is this all about? Pencil so, stash is showing up, huh? Yeah. And it says that like he was funded by British or the English aristocrat aristocracy. I believe he was. Uh and then how like they're calling it the what? traitor king. So that implies that he was a part of the king's man. Yeah. But then oh. he took over Germany. <laughs> well, the crown definitely put some funds in on that. I'm just saying that's. Yeah. So that happened. Yeah. I mean, just maybe another, another Colin Firth Freebird scene is in order guys. That first Kingsman was so good. So like good. the second one, the second one was good, but it wasn't as good as that first one, though. You know, like was that the one with Sam Jackson? Yeah, the Sam mm-hmm. Jackson was in the first one, the and first then the second one, one okay. the second the one was with Shanning Tatum and uh, that's right. Pedro. The damn, uh, that that damn sh- the the opening the cold opening to Kingsman, where those guys drop in on Chopper to money for nothing. Yeah. Right. So I'm interested in checking those out though. I mean, I, I'd like to see a follow up to the Kingsman, but now I'm more interested in watching the King's man. Ooh. So, ooh, blah, blah. <laughs> huh. so Warner brothers is reportedly not letting James Gunn have total creative ooh. control over the DCU. So James Gunn and Peter Sackett. <laughs> <have met. laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, this 
I just, I'm sorry. It's a delayed response, dude, to you reading that headline. Because it's <laughs> like, because, all right, before you even crack into this, it's just by the headline alone. Earlier in the summer, everyone was I like, remember. oh, man. James Gunn, DC's head. It's going to be amazing. It's in good hands. Now Warner Brothers is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because he was, even James Gunn came out and said, yeah, dude, we're going to have Blue Beetle. We're going to have well, the authority. He said Superman he was going to do gonna what he a- wanted to do, and he wasn't going to let anyone remember. Yeah. He's and like, we're going to make like, what we want to make. Remember your daddy, James. Yeah. Remember your daddy. Well, and, and we had that conversation where it's like, <clears throat> Excuse me. You've got the idea guy, James Gunn. You got the grounded, you know, other half of that with Peter Safran. They're 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 working together here. You've got, you know, Safran is supposed to be like the anchor for mm-hmm. James Gunn. You know, and that's how I always looked at the situation. Now I'm not sure if that's how like how this article's being written, because I haven't read the article all the way through, but like I mean, that's kind of how I viewed their dynamic. And I thought that, you know, you've got Gunn doing what he does best, coming up with crazy stories and bringing crazy characters and stuff into it, making some crazy nonsense. And you had Saffron basically keeping him grounded and like within reasonable expectations. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, it's like, hey, man, look, people are down to clown with you, but like, we can't be doing this silly shit every fucking movie. Yeah. And I think that that's why he wants to start it with Superman first is because like, if there's a movie that needs other than Batman, if there's a movie that needs like a specific tone, a specific style, it's Superman. Right. So I think that that, like, I think he wants to put that on front street where it's like, here is like, here's my version of Superman. This is what I have in mind for Superman. And this is kind of how the DC is going to kind of, roll out and all that stuff and and that makes sense but i feel like it doesn't take a james gunn to 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 flesh something like that out like superman is the cent like the the center of dc he's absolutely the tone setter and batman is the balance to that tone Mm. well no i agree but 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 i I don't i i don't i don't think we need necessarily james gunn's approach well, that, that's why I think that he's doing Superman first, because he's going to go with a different approach to it, just to let everybody know that, like, hey, I'm not going to be Suicide Squad and everything up. Like, I'm actually yeah. taking this shit serious. You know what and I mean? You know, like, well, yeah, and, 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 like, and don't get me wrong. I do, I, I, I still, I still, you know, find Henry Cavill as my my the superman i needed to see at this point in my life yeah i'm not opposed to the more bright optimistic you know tone that superman carries in the book i'm totally down with that as well yeah but it's gonna be it's the fact that we're gonna get maybe one or you know just a handful of the triple a dc characters but it seems like a bulk of the continuity is going to be filled with his little attempts at capturing lightning in a bottle with obscure characters again. And not that those characters aren't worth attempting to make it to some sort of viable IP. I mean, hell, you've got the sandbox. See what you got, you know? 
Well, it also might but, be the only chance you get to ever see that. I mean, true. You know what well, I mean? Very. I mean, very true. I have, but, I have a different opinion on that. I'll, I'll go into that here in a second. But I just, I don't know. I just don't think he, I don't think I've seen enough of his projects to feel like he can leave that tone and style that that's his. Right. Cause yeah, it, it mean, would, it, it would be, it would be required to establish something as much of a tent pole as say like Superman or Batman or any of those. And the thing with the obscure characters is that he's able to cash in on that ability on his ability as a filmmaker because a lot of the characters are ones that don't have the fan base communities, you know, or the fandom that some of the bigger characters are. So a lot of more stuff he can get away with and be forgiven of. Yeah. And I think that's, that was my point. It's like, I think that him approaching it with using these more niche characters is very strategic call on his part because like, well, I thought that this was interesting. I was uh, listening to a podcast the other day about Marvel and about Marvel's bankruptcy and the fact that they sold all of their A-list characters off in, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And that's why whenever Disney bought up Marvel, all they had access to realistically was B-tier characters and below. And they built a franchise, a multi-billion dollar franchise off of B-tier characters and below to the point where they started pulling their A-tier characters in with their B-tier characters. You know what I mean? So, like, I think it's a very strategic approach from Gunn to where he's like, we put one or two heavy hitter A- A-list characters because it's it's kind of the idea of Jaws. It's kind of the idea of the last voyage of the Demeter, the shape, however you want to look at it. If you get to turn on your TV and see Superman or Batman every single week, in every single movie that is produced by him, then like the fatigue will be there. He'll, he'll be able to get away with a lot more stuff by pulling these like B C D tier characters. And if it doesn't go well, then they don't have to bring those characters back. Whereas if it doesn't go well with whoever's version of Batman, that's kind of a, Oh, your fucking career's over, you know? Yeah. So, I mean that, that allows not only him, but other filmmakers more creative freedom to like take liberties with these characters. And here's a budget. Here's the characters do like make your story. If it goes well, then sure. We'll do more. If it doesn't like blue beetle, I don't think blue Beetle's going to be coming back in any sh- way, shape or form. I mean, I haven't watched it yet. Right. But like with how much money that movie didn't make. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be, you I, know, banking I, on the blue beetle. Personally, high. Personally, as far as Blue Beetle, because I've, uh, from what I've seen of it, it it feels to me like just a lot of people just didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the at thing. Least that, that, at least that should have went away. to streaming, which it yeah. will. I mean, it was it was one of those unfortunate, you know, and, middle of the road films. Like, and I agree with everything that you were saying about 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 the topic at hand except the only difference we've got going on here is that in marvel james gunn was able to do what he was doing because he had a showrunner that allowed him to do that and a company that that showrunner served that allowed him the room to breathe Mm -hmm. warner brothers is not disney they will shut that shit down and yank it right out from under him 
in a moment's notice and could give zero fucks what level of authority he's at. Right. Like well, he, like, but that like would be he's, a PR disaster. Oh, for if sure. They had but, to fire but, him. So, but think about how many disasters Warner Brothers has had in the past ten years with DC. And then and when he came they in, they had a little keep, uptick, a little bit. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm Come not on, completely dogging. Our... I'm not dogging Gun completely, and 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 the stuff he's put out is good. It's it, he's a consistent filmmaker. I just, I guess I'm just, I'm more nervous and skeptical sure. still. Yeah. Just because, not necessarily because of what, not just what he's capable of doing. Well, Warner Brothers has but, burned us before. Yeah, but how, yeah, how far is Warner Brothers going to let him run on his leash before they yank it back, you know? Article. Right. Well, let's, yeah, so says here that James Gunn and Peter Safran have managed to make some relevant advances in the creation of a new DCU after having taken over as co-CEOs of DC Studios. But it seems that they do not have absolute freedom to work on projects focused on the comic book company's characters. After Marvel Studios began to dominate the world of superheroes at the end of the first decade of the 2000s and the beginning of the next one, Warner Brothers Pictures wanted to respond to the reign of the Disney franchise with its own connected universe, focusing on the characters from DC. For this, they called Zack Snyder, who had already demonstrated his skills in comic adaptations with Watchmen. Following a similar line to the story created by Alan Moore and completely moving away from what the MCU proposed, Snyder presented a dark and realistic vision of the characters with biblical references and moral reflections on the role of superheroes in the world, something that Marvel Studios would later do with Captain America's Civil War. And although Snyder's films were a success, including Wonder Woman, which was directed by Patty Jenkins, the failure of Justice League and the enormous criticism received by Suicide Squad marked the beginning of a long and difficult period for DC and cinema. When Warner merged with uh, Discovery and David Zaslav took the leadership of the company, he set his mind into putting focus on the great franchises, DC being one of them, but with a reboot of the universe under the vision of Gunn and Saffron. But it seems that co-CEOs don't have as much creative freedom as fans imagined. Although Gunn had previously revealed that DC Studios is an independent entity from Warner Brothers, despite being part of the company, a recent report published by Variety on the franchise's current problems confirmed that WB and Max are creatively involved with the DC slate, which means that the director of Guardians of the Galaxy and the producer will not be able to make uh, decisions that do not also go through the management of Warner Brothers Discovery, which, obviously. While this isn't necessarily a bad thing, it has been a problem for the DCU in the past. For example, the studio's choice to change David Ayer's Suicide Squad to make it funnier greatly harmed the film. Same thing happened with Justice League, something that became more evident with the success achieved with the Snyder's, the Snyder's Cut that was released on Max and was praised by both fans and critics, proving that the director's vision was actually really good. Marvel Studios, DC's direct competition management is very different, since Feige has practically absolute freedom when choosing which stories he wants to tell and how he wants to do it, something that has worked very well for them. However, Gunn and Saffron's DCU will be a reboot of the franchise, so they will surely learn as they go 
what works best for the company and its characters. So this is basically telling us not, so, stuff that we already do. Like, if, here's the thing. Like, Foggy has free reign to do whatever he wants, right? Because Foggy's making money for the company, yeah. right? Foggy don't make money for company, then that means that Foggy's superiors are going to come knocking on his door and be like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So, like, this is information that we already knew as a whole. Well, it and, just and cements the, that it just cements that, and to put it in Shark Tank terms, if if they own DC, and they were the boards, James Gunn and Saffron have forty nine percent. Warner Brothers has fifty one. They have exactly. the final say. Well, yeah, yeah, a lot of money. But I, but here is the thing though, me personally, this is just personal opinion. <clears throat> I don't think that like Zaslav is a smart enough businessman to first of all, like to put all of his eggs in the basket of gun. He could, he could have went, they could have went one of two directions with this. They could have either a got a showrunner or a a creative lead, like a, um, like a Feige, which is what they did. They went that route, or they could have just started parting and parceling the, the properties off to different people they decided to bring in one or well two a creative team of individuals that's kind of spearheading everything. I mean, that that's what companies do. If I own Warner brothers or if I'm, if I'm the CEO of Warner brothers, I don't have time to make Superman stories, but I'm going to bring in somebody that I, that I'm confident that can make Superman stories happen for me, whether they're writing them, whether they're, whatever, whatever their involvement is in it, I'm going to put that weight and that responsibility on that person. And I think with them bringing Gunn and Saffron in and putting that much weight and responsibility on a failed, almost dead franchise at this point, they're going to have to nut up or shut up. And, I mean, how many times are are they realistically going to reboot the DC... Uh, universe before they just call it quits and just release Batman movies every year and Superman movies every five years. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, let's that's, be that's that's probably where we're headed. I mean, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, I think that this is the last opportunity that they're going to have to create a collaborative universe, like a fully encompassing universe. And if this doesn't pan out. And I think Gunn knows that. I think Saffron knows that. And I think that they're going to sink everything that they have within themselves into that. Because if they fail at this, he's still going to make movies. He ain't going to be making Guardians of the Galaxy movies anymore. He ain't going to be making Superman movies anymore. Like, he's going to go down with the ship on that one. So that's why I'm thinking, like, Gunn's a smart enough guy to know that, like, if he screws this up, that's that. Like, that's it for him. Like on that level, that's it for him. So, but also, he's 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 that level. He's that level. In order for him to pull off the type of stuff, he's the kind of person that'll also be like, "Fuck this, I'm done." And it could be a move that that happens. Uh, that that's. I mean, it's. The, I think that's as much an option on the table as all the other stuff because. You know, what if Warner Brothers starts to pull their strings on Gunn a little bit and Gunn's like, eh, fuck this. Fuck it. I don't I don't care if this ruins the DC universe. I don't care if it ruins 
uh, Warner Brothers comic book movie ventures at all. Like, fuck this, you're bad business, and I'm not doing it. And I mean, like you said, he'll still keep making movies. It just won't be of the of the you know of, of this type of stuff, you know. Right. But I mean, who's uh, who's gonna willingly tank their career and their name? Well, I mean, well, I mean, well, someone that's gonna keep some sort of integrity to themselves. I mean, I, mean, I don't think it, it would. I don't think that. I don't think. I feel like walking away from making comic book movies or running a business that makes them. I don't think that's going to tank someone like James Gunn's career. Will it limit his opportunities? Sure, but I don't think it's going to just bottom it out, and we'll never. You know, it'll never be a situation where it's like you'll never get a job in this town again, son. I don't think it's going to necessarily be that, but I mean. I just feel like the ball is still very much is, is very much in his court because at the end of the day, with all these projects, people walk away from them all the time. They change hands a million times. You know, he's head of DC today. He could get the axe tomorrow. Like we could wake up with a headline in the morning with Warner Brothers being like, you know what? We fucked up. Let's put Snyder back. I mean, I know that's that's a total ass pull, but you know what I mean? That just it's just hard to trust Warner Brothers more so than it is than my skeptic my my apprehension towards warner brothers is more so than my skepticism of james yeah and i get like i would be in the same boat if the merger and zaslov wasn't involved if we were talking about warner brothers five to ten years ago then yeah i would be but like i don't know it's like this is to me this is going to be it it's either going to work out or it's just going to fall into like completely into obscurity and it's just going to be what it's going to be. So I, I I'm, I'm under the, uh, the, the mentality where it's like, this is it. Like I'm going to be hopeful to the end. Like I was hopeful, you know, that they would bring Snyder back in and let him finish his stuff, but that's never going to happen. So like, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah so we'll, we'll, well I mean, well, you know, Warner, Warner brothers as well, they need to be very, they need to be just as strategic about this as God. They need, mm-hmm. and, and with that being their expectations on it, as a, uh, on, on their level, like whenever, whenever the next niche character that drops, that's not Batman or Superman, it's not a billion dollar franchise. When they come out, they need, they need to, they need to look at it for what that is and not have the expect like don't expect an authority movie to make superman numbers you know what i mean right because that's 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 what they held and i know that i know that snyder was handling the the pantheon right out the gate but that's how warner brothers treated the snyder universe is each film that came out under him warner brothers got increasingly critical more critical on it yeah and I feel like they might try that they will. I feel like just even with Zaslav there, you know, even though he is the final say, he's still got a shit ton of people. He's got to get on his side to be like, let's move forward with this. Yeah. Shareholders, all that bullshit. Right. Well, we'll see how she shakes out. It all come out in the wash, but we do have a little bit of Deadpool news here. So the Deadpool, uh, Deadpool three release date is at true risk 
according to the director. So the release date may be at risk after all, although recent rumors indicated that the film will manage to maintain its May the 3rd, 2024 release date. Director Sean Levy is not so sure that they will be able to meet that goal if the actor's strike continues. After AMPTP and WGA confirmed that they had reached an agreement and that the writer's strike would finally come to an end, it seemed that all the efforts of the major studios and streaming companies would be focused on resolving the conflict with the actors. So that halted productions so that halted productions could get underway and the crisis in Hollywood would diminish. Unfortunately, after several days of new negotiations, no agreement was reached and the situation seems to be worse than before. With the end of the strike increasingly distant, projects like Fantastic Four and Deadpool 3 are at great risk of being delayed, even when the next Merc with a Mouth movie was already well underway. In a recent interview with The Wrap, director Sean Levy was asked if Deadpool 3 will manage to meet its release date, and his response was not very encouraging. I wish I knew. I don't even know if we officially have a release date. I know we were going to be May the 3rd. Certainly the actor's strike and the long pause in production have put that release date in true risk. Uh, we've shot half the movie. I've edited half the movie. We're dying to get back to work and get this movie out next year. Uh, the outlet also asked Levy about the fifth and final season of Stranger Things, another of the big projects that uh, has been affected by the strikes. I can't say that we are hoping to start filming as soon. I can't say that we are ho hoping to start filming as soon as possible. We really need the actor strike resolved first. The Duffers have been hard at work since the writing strike ended. We're busy on a bunch of fronts because it's also because we also have our Stranger Things play opening in London imminently. It's fabulous. It's fucking awesome. So yeah. They may push the date back, which I mean, look, they can push the date on Deadpool back for three years and people are still going to go watch yeah. it, right? So at the end of the day, it, it, it'll it be what it'll be. But hopefully now the writer's strike will end. Next, it'll be the freaking director's strike or something. You know, like, let's just go through the motions. So we'll, we'll see what happens with it. Last up here, Sony blocked Spider-Man No Way Home from having key villain face Tom Holland's hero. I thought that this was interesting. So cinema goers could have witnessed Tom Holland's Spider-Man pit his wits and superhuman agility against a different antagonist in the third film of the franchise, Spider-Man No Way Home. Visualize an environment wherein the young, shrewd web swinger becomes prey as Craven the Hunter. With a soul engulfed in a deadly hero-hunting obsession, silently prowls the metropolis. The the dramatic orchestration that led to the ensemble of notorious nemesis, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Sandman, Lizard, and Electro, confronting Tom Holland's Spider-Man unfolded before us, uh, carving an episode that is frequently held as one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's peak presentations in its most recent years. Yet the conspicuous absence of one uh, villain leaves us musing over the tantalizing alternative universes left unexplored. It comes to light through the freshly minted revelation source MCU, the reign of Marvel studios by Joanna Robinson, Dave Gonzalez and Gavin Edwards that Craven the Hunter was once in the running to be a pivotal adversary in this third, uh, in this third act of Spider-Man's current cinematic tapestries. Writers Chris McKinnon and Eric Summers 
uh, discovered that Craven was kept off the table, reserved for a dedicated introduction through his solo film by Sony Pictures. Tom Holland did pull back the curtain a tad in past discussions, revealing that director John Watts had visions for a Craven-centric film as per Collider. Holland deliberately veiled the details, safeguarding the potential of this narrative to be spun in the future, albeit admitting to the allure of the pitch concept. It evokes curiosity about what precisely the theme was and how it could have intertwined with the current storyline and character arc of our cherished wall crawler. It's crazy that they kept Craven off the table for this solo movie that's probably going to tank, right? Well, dude, you know what they did? Marvel came in there, mentioned it. Yeah, we like for Craven the Hunter show. They're like, do we own that? No, we're making a movie first. Yeah, right. You know that's well, what happened. That they've got a, probably never thought about is. doing it. No. Well, they've got to continue to make those properties. Or they so lose that that it. Spider-Man, yeah, well, so that yeah. Spider-Man license doesn't go back. So and I mean, we haven't we haven't seen we haven't seen shit about Craven since that trailer dropped. Yeah, I mean, I think that every I think it's on halt. halt I think it's on halt with everything else because of all these strikes and everything that's happening. But still, though, it's like, how cool would it have been to see Craven actually show up and show out? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be fair here. And that be the I one person you didn't see in the trailer. Yeah, right. Everybody was in the trailer. Yeah. And like, there wasn't a Craven in any of the live action flicks, right? So they could have cast, you know what I'm saying? Like, they could have cast somebody. It could have been an amazing, like, here's the original villain that's never been in anything else, along with these classic villains, you know? Well, wasn't there, well, I could be wrong, in the first Black Panther? Whenever they're in that museum, wasn't there some Craven references? Yeah, oh yeah, of course. But you know, more they can they can tickle they can tickle the balls, but they can't you know put them in their in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, don't well, know. Well, I, well, I think it's yeah. I think it's hard for them to want to put those two on screen just yet, simply because. The minute that happens, people are going to immediately start wanting the last hunt. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're going to be like, oh, that's, you well, know, that's not. Well, that's not. That's not Disney friendly, really. No, but it's Sony like, friendly. Yeah, because like it. I mean, we'll probably never get the movie, but like it, 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 it ends with Craven blowing his fucking brains out. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna do that no they're like we're gonna but, make 10 more movies yeah we're craving but I more thought, money the only one that stays that dead is uncle ben you know yeah i thought that, that was interesting though it would have been cool to see craven show up but i mean hey we get a, a craven solo outing where he's drinking the blood of lions and being I mean, he's the he's the hero the, the savannah needs who yeah. was it that tom hardy played Venom. The first one wasn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, they might surprise us. I mean, I got more well, faith than <laughs> yeah, well, that's, <laughs> real. yeah, and I mean, and honestly, they gave us enough overlap of Venom and Tom Holland Spider-Man to where we, the audience, know, like, they're keeping that in their back pocket. Like, that, that, 
that conflict is absolutely probably on a business level needs to be discussed across the table. But as far as like in-house, like content, it's clearly they're, they're keeping it in their back pocket, kind of like how they've been doing so with the X-Men. Yeah. Like, it's like, all right, shit's getting stale. Spider-Man versus Venom, finally. Oh, shit, okay, that'll... Because everyone knows that a Disney-made Spider-Man film featuring Venom is going to sell a bajillion dollars. Yeah, for sure. And we're talking the same Disney that did Werewolf by Night. They actually had a teaser... I didn't put it in here, but it's coming out, I think, on the 20th in color. So, yeah, there's that. The trailer, I don't, it doesn't look like they went in and colored it. It was just a small, like, minute long. Yeah. Didn't show much, but it didn't look bad. It's very colorful. Yeah. Very. I'll check I mean, the trailer. I mean, I'm going to watch it at some point. You want me to put it in here? I mean, I'm cool. But I am ready for some uh, Triggity trailers. Hang on, I'm trying to pull this up and add it. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Paste it there. All right, everybody's got you full screen. You'll have to adjust your quality. Yeah, it's gonna make I'm it, ready. It'll be low quality off off the get go. At least mine was. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. I've I've got it pulled up. I'm good to go. You good, Trav? Yeah, man. All right, here we go. If it, if anybody gets an ad, just roll with it. We're all watching at the same time. We should all have it. Can't skip it. Yeah, that's it'll fine. be short. If it pops up and says skip it, skip it. Yeah. Oh, what just oh. happened? It just started playing. What's it playing? Monarch. That's the wrong trailer already. All right, we're here. I'm back to American Fiction. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ray Ray. I like this guy. He's good. This is the first time I've seen this dude play something that's not a villain. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't one in a, what you call it, but it's just different. So he flubs it and it sells. 
Imagine. He the poop that took a pee. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I mean, I, I kind of want to pay for that. Yeah. So Ryan Johnson is involved. Uh, I guess I so. Guess, I mean. I mean, it was on the top part of the um... American fiction. That makes sense now. Yeah, right. Executive producer. Mm. That's cool. I'll be checking that out. Drama, comedy, dramedy. Yeah. All right. Let's like see what Jeffrey we got Ryan. here. Monarch? We got a trailer. <laughs> That's what it's got for me. All right. Let's see if this works. Yeah. Fire. Fire, fire, fire. It says streaming November 17th. Mm. Hell yeah. Look at that big old foot. Just in time for Loki to be over, probably. Oh, was, was that, that Anders? It was, dude. <laughs> what? Scan that smoke wagon. Was it Warner Brothers that did the movies? Yeah. It's weird that this is on Apple TV, but they've got, they got budget. Yeah. They got iPhone money. Well, it's going to be interesting. If we find out that Monarch already found the Hollow Earth, you know. 
Mm-hmm. A vampire. Oh, shit. It's wild because they're about to drop that. What was it? Minus one? Is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah, minus one. Yeah. Let's go. God, that looks so good. That looks amazing. Just let it go to the next one. I'm going to stop it. All right. Markiplier. Remember that? Iron yeah. I'm Full ready. trailer. The last trailer was like just the shot of the sub, so it's kind of like those dudes that went to see Titanic. I was like, because <laughs> that's what it, you know, it was just a yeah small sub, cut you with it. Yeah, I remember. I needed <clears throat> to. I, I watched, uh, I actually watched him play this game oh. after we talked about it. Yeah. Was he having a good so, time? Like you watched I mean, him all, you watched just a little. I mean, I didn't you watch do the like whole. The, okay. No, 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 no. But I watched enough to be like, okay, this is a Markiplier video. You can see why he's into it. <laughs> yeah, I game mean, game cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a horror game. Yeah. So you know, it's like, look, man, I get like amnesia and all this sure. stuff, and and Five Nights at Freddy's and all that shit. But like, it's all the same. Like, yeah. let's be fair. It's all it's a horror game. It's all the same. Well, like PewDiePie took that shit to a whole new level. Yeah, I know. Now Remember? everybody, yeah, everybody jump scare game. Yeah, and to it's watch like, the streamer freak out ah to, for him to yeah. go like speed. Yeah, here's the thing. You want to watch a streamer jump? Cut the news on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here, you want to see the, the real th- horrors of the world? Cut the news the, on. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing. Y'all have access to people's net worth. Pull up Markiplier's. Oh, he's got to be loaded. Oh. He's it's like absurd. old YouTube money. Yeah. Uh, let's see what my overview says here. Yeah, his channel's raking in about a uh, 300k a month. That's yeah. just the channel. More. Mm-hmm. Doesn't include sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, this dude's so. gonna be stupid rich. Yeah. Forty five million dollars. It's crazy. A YouTuber. That's wild. Yeah. That's fucking... fuck you money. Yeah. Oh, he's like, I'm gonna make a movie. And I saw an article. He was supposed to be in some other movie. But he's like, yeah, I can't make it because I'm making my own. It was like a big movie. Yeah. Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's. He was supposed to be in that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, a little scheduled conflict. It's like, dude, you you got it like that? All right. This Peeper's trailer. Y'all ready? Yeah. He watched Dune. Yeah. 
He's like, I'm going to Skarsgård up out of the blood. This trailer ain't showing shit either. Upside down. Oh. I mean, we got to watch it when it comes out, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Are those freaking sharks with freaking laser beams? Yeah, how about no, you, you crazy Dutch bastard? Cool. <laughs> Is that another freaking A24 trailer with freaking ominous sound? Oh, it's going to be ruddy yeah. mysterious. You ready? I thought I thought it was named something different whenever I glanced at it. I'm not going to It's going to show what? a tree wafting in the breeze. It's going to be like, sometimes home is anywhere. And there's going to be people like, oh, God, down to watch. I'm ready. It's going to be ruddy mysterious. You already know. Yeah. A two fours. What's that tree about? Film festival. Up. Oh. I'm down to watch that. Look at the color. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Pretty sure that's a, a Nazi. Yeah. Oh, are they living in Argentina? I think it this kind of some... looks like it. Think it's what? I think this is some Holocaust stuff. That's not Argentina. That would have been weird to live in. Yeah. It's like a family. Yeah. All that's going on. I mean, is it foreign? Because if it is, we can put it in foreign film February. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody said anything. Oh, I'm sure they're going to speak German. Right? (laughs) Yeah. They have to. Yeah. I mean. If they don't, it's going to be like. It'll be like, uh, what's his name? And, uh, oh. Walk the Line, The Joker, Joaquin Phoenix in that new movie. Oh, yeah. Where everybody's got an accent. He's just like, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't want to do that. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) Napoleon? Yeah, easy. Yeah. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Candy Cane Lane? Eddie Murphy. Okay. Okay. All right. Languages. English, Polish, German. Release date, January. Interest. Yeah. January 18th, 2024, Mexico. That's where it's coming out first. Mm, That's wild. 
They want to test the waters. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, we got a Christmas movie. <laughs> A little family fun. I'll watch it because I've seen every movie with Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll peep it. Nothing like a little family fun. Yeah, during the holidays. It looks like it's trying to revive uh, that late '90s or well, late '80s '90s Christmas movie vibes. Yeah, yeah, and I'm down. It had Christmas Vacation, Santa Claus. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Who's Eileen? Come on, Eileen. All right. Mm. That's the chick from Game of Thrones. You know nothing, Jon Snow. He's always good. Oh, God. Got some Monroe vibes going on here. Oh. She wasn't in Game of Thrones. Chojo Rabbit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And okay. old. She looks like that girl. When I heard her voice, I was like, that's not that girl's voice. Uh-oh.
What? I don't know. I mean, I'll watch it, but I don't know what the fuck's happening. And Hathaway's not really there. Yeah, it's all in her head. Yeah, she's coming out <clears> of the <throat> show. Mm. Gonna be a big star. I come out of my show whenever I think of Anne yeah, Hathaway. Hathaway's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Please don't destroy. Razor a foggy mountain. You'll see why I dropped this. Check out who it's got in it. I was about to say that's the soldier boy song yeah <laughs> he said she said glasses look like Tim Burton drew him <laughs> that's funny that's not going to end well <laughs> why did it walk away with an attitude This looks funny. <laughs> he looks like a colonial ghost. <laughs> the cop from Reno 911. The black guy? Yeah. This looks funny. <laughs> the hawks flying with him. Look. What the fuck? That bear looked fake. <laughs> that looks funny. You know, you know what that looks like? It looks like the dudes from... Um, fucking Anders. Yeah, it looks like they wrote it, and they were like, "We're gonna, we're gonna make this movie." Oh, and like, they did have some deals with Peacock. Yeah, so it That's looks fucking like, workaholics, dude. It looks like a workaholics movie without the workaholics guys in it. Yeah, right. They had a movie deal with them, and then they canceled it. Yeah, Peacock. They got so upset. I heard some podcasts. Yeah. They so, stole their idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you like, gave us. This, it, we paid you for the script. Yeah. These guys are cheaper. Yeah. That's that's what it looks like to it me. It really though. does. It has that vibe. Yeah. Well, like them rollerblade or skating to work. Like yeah. you know they that was 
workaholics, you know, like, so, but anyway, I mean, it does look funny, but it does. I'm excited about this trailer. Low key. Get it? Low key? No. Yeah. <laughs> this is some more A24, Trav. Iron Claw. Oh, man. More <laughs> ominous music. No, you. We read an article yeah, this, about this. Yeah, this is the Zach Efron wrestling movie. They got Jack. Like, oh, dude. Check him out. Look at him. Steroids. We haven't had a wrestling movie since The Wrestler. Mm-hmm. Beat a piece of meat. Hell yeah. The dad was the guy from Mindhunter, the, that guy. Yeah. Love that dude. Look at that breakfast. Man, Zach Efron really broke out of that high school musical yeah. shit, dude. Right. Really. Good song choice, trailer guy. The Haynes. Somebody's going to get an award or be nominated. Yeah. Look at him. No shoes. Tom Sawyer's pretty dope. That was Ric Flair. Let's go. Yeah. Based on true story. You know what else is based on true story? No. (laughs) (laughs) That shit does look good, though. It looks so good, dude. I really like Zach Zac Efron. Like, anyway. <laughs> yeah, calm down. Well, I mean, like, he, yeah. he can do comedy. He can He's do good, drama. dude. What was that like, first comedy? It was the one with Seth Rogen. Neighbors. Neighbors. Yes. Yeah. And he was fucking killing it in that. Great. You know? It was like, oh, you're funny. Yeah. No singing. You're not just some some high school musical, musical kid. kid. Yeah. Yeah, like come on. All right. And I then goals. Yeah, I enjoyed it in goal. Oh. Yeah. Kids got so, chops. Yeah, give him an award. Shit. I think he'll get nominated. Somebody will in that movie. Yeah. Like they're it acting looks, their asses off. 
Yeah. And the color, just, uh, I could watch that trailer again. Let's rewind it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Roll that beautiful B yeah. footage. We got another Wonka trailer. Yeah, this Timothy was a little longer. Okay. I don't even remember the first one. Had Hugh Grant and everybody but he's got in this one too. Did everybody <laughs> got mad? Yeah. Who's going to be the Oompa Who do you pick? Robert Downey, he's like, so here's the thing. I'm an Oompa Loompa. You know, he's all talking oh. fast. No, dude. They were... Vaughn. <laughs> Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn oh, should be God. the Oompa Loompa. That would be but hilarious. He... And he talks fast. He's doing that character. Everybody was pissed because they hired a... But Oompa Loompa is not real. <laughs> they hired a tall person to play... A, a small person. Yes. Traditionally. But the guy that did the one with Johnny Depp, he's not like. No. I mean, he's small, but. Yeah, but not. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, man. All right. I'm playing it. <laughs> Enough of this shit. <laughs> okay. I think he's a great pick. Yeah. He's going to have good banter. Yeah. Here it comes. He said, do what now? Lofty. Oh, she said teapot. Was that Rich Fuller? It I is. It, yeah. <laughs> he, he gagged. Damn. <laughs> Is that Mr. Bean? I like it. I think he's going to be the only one. He's got his own little case. Yeah, I'm going flat. Look, he's got drinks, cherries. He's going to be great. Yeah. We got a sassy Oompa Loompa. Look, man, I'm really excited about watching that. looks that, great. Man. Yeah. I, like, I mean, that's it, gonna, it looks better than the Johnny Depp one, dude. 
Yeah, for sure. Because it kind of goes, it's doing its own thing instead of trying to. Yeah. You know, we we already had the one, the original. Don't ever try yeah. to tell that story. Well, yeah. Do another. And it's, it's smart on their part to not try to remake that no. again. You know, like they tried it once. It just, anyway. What do we have here? This is so. Two weeks ago, they dropped this trailer. They have released the first four Hellraiser movies in 4K. They got a 4K Ooh. remaster. Okay. I don't even know if this will let you go to 4K. It will. This okay. shit looks great. Like, it makes me want to watch them again just to see them in this kind of quality. Yeah, right. Yeah. When I saw this, I was like, oh. You know, it's okay. like an $80 set. Some places 55 It dropped in the UK first. Right, it's out over there. Yeah. You know, it's out over Quartet there. Quartet of Torment. That's awesome, though. I had I'm... to put it in there because it's like, it's and they've cut together. Like, it looks oh, like the four. Yeah. It's a pretty cool trailer. Hell yeah, dude. I'm All shreddy. Right. Look at the quality. Damn. How good does he look? Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. Looks good, doesn't it? Yeah. I may have to pick that up. Oh, I got an ad. Yeah. Skip now. Pause it up. I mean, it's got the first four movies Mm -hmm. in a box set with a book. Yep. 
may have to may have to comp that for sure. That's yeah. Well, in that quality, you can really see. Yeah. How different that looks like when he when he first shows Pinhead. It's yeah. like, oh, look at the lighting, the shadows, the right. I mean, it's quality. Cool it's, it's cool that it's a box set with the sequels, but it would have been really nice if they would have had a separate one that's just that first movie, but with like a nice still book, you know, concept art, maybe a maybe a special re like re you know release of a Hellbound Heart, just something like that. Well, they'll probably normally when they drop those box sets, they'll drop them first, and then once they get the money off that, then they'll start releasing them individually. The 4K remaster, yeah, yeah, because they did the same thing like when they brought the Friday the 13th movies over to Blu-ray and the Halloween movies. They did box sets for all of them, and then like a year later, they started releasing them individually. So. But yeah, I'm ready for. Everybody queued up on this. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, even man. know how to. Yeah, no, nah, I'm. Don't good. worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, how much you, is that? I mean, three dollars. <laughs> this dude is in every trailer yeah. we watch. That his voice. Yeah, he's always the guy. Wait for the tone shift. Mm. <laughs> it's coming. Why does his voice sound like that? It just Got a little bit of it. reverb on it. Yeah. Here we go. Watch him build his weapon out of car parts. <laughs> Willing. Ah. He met someone else with a fucking voice, you know? Yeah. It's the battle of the voices, dude. <laughs> That's what made me pull it over. That looks like a wig. So I said Bagger Vance. It did. It's like you left off legend, bitch. I don't care.
<laughs> they love putting that echo. Yeah. Did he just say, bro? I don't, I don't care. care. He did. All right, we got our little. It's 59 seconds, but it gets the point across. Yeah. Where oh, we'll I'm not in color. All right. <laughs> Look at that room. It still looks cool. It does. Look at the colors. I think they did recolor it. Her jacket was red, then it wasn't there. Yeah. Look at this. Bad. Holiana. Oh, yeah. That's the end of the trailers. <clears throat> Smiley face. All right. Let's see here. No one will save you. Is this our alien? That's the alien one. Yeah. Hell yeah. And that trailer looked pretty good. Yeah. Hour and a half, PG-13. Ooh, PG. Well, they're like, less is more. Yeah. (laughs) Wait for the cream. (laughs) So this is actually rated higher on IMDb than Demeter was. Dude, the Rotten Tomato score is 82. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now the Google, the Google 68. I mean, that's more realistic though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. $22 million budget. Trailer looked good. It's something, it's some new, new. Yeah. Yeah. I like a little alien with my horror. With your what? With my horror. Oh. (laughs) Why'd you say so? Wait. Just three days after the film was released on Hulu, Stephen King gave it the highest praise on his Twitter account where he posted this comment. No one will save you. Brilliant, daring, involving, scary. You have to go back over 60 years to a Twilight Zone episode called The Invaders to find anything remotely like it. Truly unique. Stephen King has Hulu. (laughs) Confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. Yeah. So we'll I'm see. excited to see it. 20th Century yeah. Fox. Or Studios. Used to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're keeping it around. So that Loki. Yes. Checks on the mail. Absolutely. Praise the fire.